Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from Pitchless.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is June 1st, and yes, we're going to talk about baseball. I have a flight to catch, so I'm so sorry. This is going to be a very short podcast today. Blake Snell did really well, uh, not just because it rhymes, because he threw lots of good four-seamers inside the zone for a ton of strikes, while the breaking balls went eight for 20 strikes. The changeup adapted to really help out here 40% C study, but that's not really the long-term game plan. So this kind of felt like a blame it on the Marlins for Blake Snell. Cubs, Coors, and Rays are next. It's going to be a tough little run. I really hope Snell gets those breakers back. George Kirby did super well against the Yankees. It's nice to see it. Up to 97 miles per hour, which is nearly two ticks on the fastball, which is great. Louis Varland against the Astros really surprised me with the win. Seven innings, zero earned runs, four hits, one walk, five Ks. Pounded heaters for 40% CSW, but the slider, sorry, the, the cutter was really effective. The slider and changeup came in. Like, lots of good stuff here. Uh, and I I hate the fact that Varland gets the Rays and Jays next. Um, I wasn't really that in on this one against the Astros because I felt like it was a sub-50% chance of success. But he came through. I feel like that same probability is assigned for the Rays and Jays. But maybe not. And after that, I really do like Varland. Tommy Henry against Rocky Road, got the win, seven innings and zero earned runs, and seven Ks, he doesn't do that. He had a 12.6% strikeout rate before this start. Even though I was like, oh, I feel like Tommy Henry should be the stream, and I didn't do it, and I hate myself. But he does get the Nationals and Tigers next. So maybe Tommy Henry can come through if he has a 6 over 21 uh, whiff rate on his change of swing strike rate, I should say. Julio Tejeron went six innings shutout with zero strikeouts. As Felix, my editor, would say he earned the golden toast because there is no butter on that bread. I call him the golden sun as the most gold star of all. Anyway, do not do that. Clark Schmidt's kind of interesting when he gets the Mariners. 5.2 innings, zero and runs, seven Ks. Uh, 49% CSW between the curve and sweeper, which is really nice to see. And now he gets the White Sox, who are a team that struggles against right-handers throwing good breaking balls. We just saw that with Jaime Berea today. I'll get that to that in a moment. But that's kind of cool. And so I hope that it does work out for Schmidt there. It's the first time I might be saying, okay, you know what? Maybe I'm interested in Schmidt now because of that curveball and sweeper working as well as they did. Justin Steele, uh, he left the game with forearm tightness. So I really hope he's okay. I, I have my doubts. Carlos Carrasco against the Phils. Six innings, one and run, six hits, one walk, four Ks. Curveball was a one-time thing last time. And the slider that replaced it went 0 for 12 CSW. Um, now he gets Atlanta, and I don't want to do this. Braxton Garrett did really well, 42% CSW for King Cole against the Padres. Um, Changeup woke up for 16 over, 6 over 16 whiffs, and the sinker returned 11 over 34 called strikes. Cutter had a 62% CSW, which is so strange because the slider is Garrett's best pitch. Braxton Garrett... Is normally a slider first guy, and then everything else is helping. And that just went three for 19 whiffs. Um, lots of foul balls. And sometimes when I think about foul balls and pitches, is it normally taking from swing strikes or is it taking from balls in play? 
This was a day that I was taking from swinging strikes. So I think with Kansas City, Chicago White Sox, and Washington up next, I'm all for Braxton Garrett and holding through that stretch at the very least. James Paxton, as the Axtons fought, they each earn an award. That is, Axton Garrett got the king call while James Axton got the Gallows ball, 22 whiffs, 8 strikeouts, 1 and run, 5 innings. I lowered him on the list because I didn't know if the fastball was just a two-time thing, and then it got worse, and it's like, well, I don't really know after three starts, so small sample still. And I should have believed more because he dominated with it. Uh, we're talking uh, 25%, uh, sorry, 12 whiffs on it, while the curve actually came to fruition here, 39% CSW, and the cutters earned a 25% swing strike rate. So that's three out of four starts with the heater looking good. That's one now with secondaries looking good. I really want to hope this is the real deal of James Paxton. Jaime Berea, as I mentioned, did well against the White Sox, one and run in five innings. The slider came through as it should. Now he gets the Cubs, uh, Rangers, and Dodgers. We don't do that. Joey Wentz against the Rangers. No way. Keegan Aiken opened for Austin Vaughn. That was very bad. Um, Jared Schuster got a, uh, four walks and one strikeout in 5.1 innings against the Oakland Athletics, but got the win in 200 runs, and it's a streaming victory, but at what cost? Two out of 24 slider whiffs and 13% CSW. He just could not do what he wanted to do. He does get the Mets next, which I don't really want, but if I see the slider back and everything's looking okay, then fine. Tigers and Rocky Road, I can understand that. Alec Manoa against the Brewers still did not come through for your fantasy teams, and it's just stop doing it. Zach Eflin against the Cubs. Poor quality start. Five base runners, five strikeouts. Cutters back to 39% CSW. All good here. Uh, Luke Weaver against the Red Sox. Very interesting. I actually like to cutter and change of pitch separation. Fastball maybe could use a little bit of work. Now he does get Milwaukee, and that could be kind of cool. So I'm 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 considering that one in deep leagues. Luke Weaver against the Brewers next. Dane Dunning against Detroit was kind of mediocre. 14 over 33 uh, called strikes um, on the sinker. But I, I should take that back. It was really a careful Icarus. Um, five innings were really good, and the sixth he allowed two hits, and then they both came around to score and just kind of ruined this entire game. I don't really think that the strikeout rate that he had here, six strikeouts in five innings, uh, is Dane Dunning's go-to now. I feel like it's still just a mess. I don't want to do this. Patrick Corbin against the Dodgers. Yeah, no. Uh, James Caprillion against Atlanta actually did kind of well with his four-seamer with an 81% strike rate and 25% swing strike rate. So maybe that actually sticks around. And if it does with the slider, this should work against the Pirates next. But that's a big if. Mitch Keller got singled out against the Giants. Don't worry too much about this. Eight strikeouts, uh, 14 whiffs, 35% CSW, but four and runs, 10 hits in six innings. It's Oakland, Chicago, Cubs, and then Milwaukee next. So that's going to be wonderful. Aaron Nola did not do well against the Mets. Six innings, four and runs, four hits, three walks, five Ks. Honestly, just like one and run too many. It's not so terrible. 117 whip and five Ks, but yeah, the loss and four and runs. You don't want that. It's Aaron Nola. At this point, like, I, I can't really give you analysis about what's going on. You need to change this. No, Aaron Nola is just whatever. Like, he keeps starting the man. Hopefully, he goes on that amazing stretch again. Uh, it, it's going to be a little bit of oscillation through the year, and that's that. Noah Syndergaard, yeah. Uh, no. Uh, he even said that he would sacrifice his hypothetical firstborn child to be, pitch like he used to. His quote, not mine. Hunter Brown against the Twins. Very disappointing. 4.2 innings of five and runs. And we'll talk about him, a couple other pitchers, and of course, today and tomorrow starters after this break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. 
But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. So Hunter Brown, 4.2 innings, 5 earned runs against the Twins. Curve and slider went 19% CSW combined. And that's really the thing here. The four-seamer, lots of called strikes. I do like the general locations of those breakers, but he didn't even throw underneath at all, which meant that they were able to be hit more than I would like. But still eight strikeouts, you know, for Hunter Brown here. So don't worry about it. He's still really good. Uh, if someone wants to sell because they're just like frustrated Hunter Brown, which I don't understand, but if they are, I'm so buying. Dennis Lamette started again, which is great. And he didn't do well. And he's under 95 in the fastball and just four slider whiffs. And he's pitching for the Rockies. Nope. Alex Wood honestly had a decent slider and sinker at 30% CSW. And it's just not enough. Six earned runs and six hits, three walks, four Ks and 4.1 innings against the Pirates. You just don't want to go after Wood. And then there's Shane Bieber and Lance Lynn who both massively disappointed across four innings. For Bieber is four innings, seven earned runs, eight hits, two walks and four strikeouts. Slider actually had a 47% CSW. But it wasn't thrown that often, and the Orioles jumped on four cutters for hits and four four-seamers for hits. So this is kind of the problem, is that Beaver Slider is the only really good offering, and the other stuff needs to survive. They didn't survive. And that's going to happen. I don't think this is like now the horrible low valley that he'll stay in. It's just, yeah, we recognize this is going to happen. Lance Lynn against the Angels, four innings, eight earned runs, eight hits, two walks, four Ks. The offenses are getting better now. This was against the Angels. It's not three, you know, what was it? Royals, Tigers, and and uh, Guardians. Yeah, this is going to be worse. So I'm scared moving forward. And uh, I really, I mean, the secondary stuff wasn't that great. The fastball and the cutter were fine. Um, but the other stuff was just very wild. So, yeah, Lance Lynn, I feel like I, I want to hold on to him. But you might have to drop him. You might have to. Depends on what's out there. Looking forward to today and tomorrow's starters. Very quickly, Gosman, Scherzer, Lopez, Musgrove, Sale, Valdez today. Very clear auto starts. Hunter Green goes in Boston. I feel like he's still doing it. Tanner Bybee against the Twins. I think he's still doing it. Jesus Lazardo against the Padres. I think he's still doing it. Freddie Peralta against the Jays. I think you still do it. Questionable starts here, though. Demers against the Astros terrifies me. If you're going for strikeouts, okay. But otherwise, ratio-wise, it might be kind of tough. I uh, Zach Davies is a stream pick of the day with possibly a very good changeup against the Rockies in Rocky Road, but man, don't want to really do it. Do not start to your time and walk against the Mets. I can't trust the splitter being good enough, and it's the Mets. And uh, Chase Anderson against Arizona, absolutely not. Looking forward to tomorrow, Zach Wheeler, Otani, Javier, Castillo. Uh, Castillo's above Javier on a Y. Skip Tim, Corbin Burns, Kling Kershaw, Tyler Glasnow, Logan Webb, and Chris Bassett are all on that auto start tier. Really, Bassett against the Mets. Don't be perturbed by that. Last start, he's fine. Uh, Burns in since he's a little bit scary. Same with Castillo at Texas. But honestly, I think if you have those guys, you just do it. 
Probable start here, John Gray versus Seattle. Should be good. I don't really love the fastball, but the slider is just that good. I'm going to do it. Justin Verlander versus Toronto is down here because the slider is just not there. And the Jays are very, very good. So be careful. Same with Luis Severino against the Dodgers. It's not quite the same overpowering slider we saw before. Could be a product of small sample. Small sample. I think I'm still going with it. Um, against Atlanta, sorry, against the uh, the Dodgers. Merrill Kelly gets Atlanta. He's on such a roll. I think you're just going to do it here. Bailey Ober against the Guardians could be elevated above those guys. Honestly, um, has he's been doing really well with his four seamer command. A really nice slider lately. Uh, Edward Cabrera against the Athletics. As long as he's throwing strikes, that should work. Uh, Charlie Morton is a cherry bomb now against the Diamondbacks. I just, I can't run away from this anymore. That's just kind of who he is. And same really with Jack Flaherty, but he gets the Pirates. I feel like that's good enough to start him. In the questionable start tier, our stream pick of the day is a name you might not even know, which is Hogan Harris against the Miami Marlins. As he pitches for the Athletics, he had an opener last time. Really nice, crafty lefty. And I feel like he can give you five plus innings here against the Marlins, but it is a questionable start. Like, I'm not doing this in in the majority of my leagues, but among the questionable starts, yeah, it's Hogan Harris. Michael Waka against the Cubs. I don't know if I really like that one. Is the command going to be there or not? I don't know. Better matchup for Hogan Harris against the Marlins. Garrett Whitlock against the Rays. So hopefully he can come through, but yeah, it's just the second start removed. I really like Whitlock for the future. It's just, this is a tough one. Josiah Gray has gotten you a good ERA and pretty much nothing else this year. And he gets a fill, so I, I'm very cautious about that one. Brandon Williamson could work with this cutters inside to right-handers against Milwaukee Brewers, but I don't really like it. And Dean Kramer maybe can make it work and steal a win against the Giants. And they do not start to your Mike Clevenger and Aaron Savali are both coming back from the IL, but they get the and they get the Tigers and the Twins, which should actually be something positive, but still ill here. I'm going to play it safe. Do not start for both Clevenger and Aaron Savali. Ronzi Contreras goes against the Cardinals. I don't think his fastball is good enough. And the slider isn't so overwhelming that I need to do it. It's just too risky for me. Reese Olsen is making his MLB debut for the Tigers against the White Sox. A lot of hype because of his strikeout rates in the in the minors. Um, last two starts have totaled 19 strikeouts combined. However, he has a long track record of terrible strike rates and high walk rates. And I, I don't like starting MLB debuts anyway. So I'm very cautious about this. Even if like he has a good start today. It does seem like it would be a small sample, and I wouldn't even trust it as much as I have other guys. Jameson Tyone against the Padres. Hopefully, he's in a groove that the Padres, sorry, the Cubs defense can help him here, but he's just not shown it yet. And Jordan Lyles and Austin Gomber going against each other inside of Kansas City, which you think, oh, hey, maybe that can work. Lyles has not come through for you. Neither has Austin Gomber. Just avoid them both. All right, that is it. Thank you all so much for supporting the cast. Uh, I will be in... Uh, Asheville uh, tomorrow. We're also going to the Whale on Sunday. It is a bar in Asheville, the Whale at 4 p.m. Eastern time. If you are in Asheville or nearby, come on by on Sunday, uh, June 4th uh, at 4 p.m. We're having a mini PL meetup. Love to meet all of you. Uh, it would just be a lot of fun just to hang out, just have a beer or two, and uh, just talk about life. And that's about it. So sorry for the quick podcast and all that kind of stuff. I'll have it tomorrow. Might be the same audio quality. Might be worse. I'm so sorry in advance. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock. And may your babs be low and your strike outside.